You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 42 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, I want to talk about going back to school and how to make it a successful year. Many children have already started school. Mine have already started. But I also know that some children don't start until just after Labor Day. And this can be a very stressful time of year for all of us parents and actually the kids too. They're often a bit nervous starting school again. Blended families, as you know, have a bit more chaos this time of year. The kids being off for the summer disrupts family routines, and that's kind of nice sometimes to let go of that a little, but when it's time to start back up, it can be difficult to get everyone back on track. So today, I have some tips for you to make it a smooth transition or as smooth as possible for you. Before I get started, let me remind you one more time about the upcoming Perspective series, which starts next week. I'm going to start with the perspective of stepmom, since I have received a lot of material from stepmoms. Following that, I will go ahead with bio mom, then stepdad and bio dad. So if you want to participate, you still have time if you're submitting for any role other than stepmom. If so, just email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, and just put perspective in the subject line. I'll send you six easy questions to answer, and I do appreciate you all helping me out with this. I think you'll all benefit from these shows so that you can get a feel of what the people around you may be feeling. This will be my last reminder about this. Also, I would love it if you can go over to iTunes and submit a review or a rating. If you like the show, spread the word. A review is a great way to tell others that you find the show valuable or tell a friend who you think can benefit from this information. Okay, so let's get into my back-to-school success tips. I have 10 of them for you today. My first tip is to establish morning and evening routines. So what I suggest for morning is actually simple because the bulk of stuff should be done at night. Basically, get dressed, brush the teeth, make the bed, have breakfast, and that's all. Now, if they have a pet they need to feed or take out, that can be included here, plus any other chores they need to do in the morning, such as maybe taking out the garbage. I like to keep the morning routine as minimal as possible, especially if your kids are tired or grumpy in the morning. The evening routine is when you want to add in some extras to make the morning lighter. So part of the evening routine should be packing their lunch if they're old enough, Even if they can't make a sandwich yet, they can still pick their snacks and also fill their water bottle. They should also choose the next day's outfit at night. This will save you a lot of grief in the morning and time. The whole outfit, including underwear, socks, and shoes, should be laid out close to their bed so that when they wake up, they don't even have to think about it. They should shower in the evening, brush their teeth, and set their alarm clock if they use one. Finally, the last thing that is good at night right before they go to sleep is to read. If they are required to read for school, it's really good at night 
because they're calming down. And if they aren't calm, reading will certainly get them there. It's a great habit to get them into. So we talk routines. Those are just some of my suggestions, but you will want to come up with your own routines that work for your family. The best way to keep track of the routines is to post some signs. You can have a morning and an evening sign posted either in their room or the bathroom or the kitchen with a list of things they need to do every day. And it works really well for younger kids to do it that way. I know with my own kids, they do so much better when they see things written down in a list form. And actually, I do too. Tip number two, I mentioned alarm clocks. I really like the idea of getting children an alarm clock so that they can be responsible to wake themselves up. I do not recommend the cell phone to be used as an alarm. I've already spoken about not having that smartphone in the room at night. Go get a cheap alarm clock. That's all they'll need. You can still go in and check to see if they woke up, especially in the beginning, but at least you can have a few extra moments to yourself when you wake up. Tip number three, set designated homework times and try to stick to it. Now, I know your schedule might be crazy, Sometimes you have to drive the kids around to different after-school activities, and sometimes the kids arrive home at different times. Whatever works for your family is fine. I always suggest having the kids do it soon after they come home from school to get it out of the way if they can. In any case, schedule it in at a specific time each day, even if the time varies on different weekdays. Another good idea is if the kids need help with their homework, maybe have them work on it while you're making dinner. So if they have a question, you're there to help. Also, try to set a designated homework area. If they don't have a desk, that's okay. Use whatever place is comfortable for them, but try to use that space every day. Whatever you do, do not set them in front of the TV to do their work. They won't be able to concentrate. Tip number four. Use family calendars. I live by my calendar. We have a whiteboard in the kitchen for the family, and then I have my Mac calendar, which I share with Sean. Depending on which calendar app you use, there's different things you can do. I like to make several different calendars coded by color, and I include a personal, a family, a work, and a bill calendar. I'm a fan of Apple because whatever I put in my calendar syncs directly with my iPad and my home computer, but I'm pretty sure you can do that with Google as well if you're on an Android platform. On the kitchen calendar, I always make sure I put all school functions and time sharing on there as it's mostly for the kids to be able to visualize their month. Being organized really will help you and the whole family, especially the beginning of the year. Tip number five, be smart about your meals. Set a day where you plan out your meals for the week. Sunday is a really good day for this. When you plan out the meals, you can make a shopping list at the same time. Now when you go to the store, you'll save money because you'll only buy what you need for the week. When you come home, prep whatever you can. Before you put away the groceries, go ahead and wash fruits and vegetables. If you know you're going to need some things chopped for the week, if you have time, go ahead and prep some of that. I try to make several meals at once on a Sunday to save time during the week. Whatever you can do will help. Also, when you meal plan, try to come up with meals that take 30 minutes or less. No reason to make elaborate meals during the week if you're crunched on time. Save those time-consuming meals for weekends when you have some extra time or help in the kitchen. You can also freeze meals. 
Maybe on the weekend, make a double batch of something and put half away in the freezer. You never know when you might have a rough day and then it will be convenient to have that meal in the freezer to take out. Tip number six, teach time management to your children. This is an important skill they will need in their life and we all really do. If they're balancing schoolwork, activities, and a social life, they need to know how to manage their time effectively. So if they have a real busy day of the week, let's say their whole evening is taken up with practice, then they may not have lots of time for homework that evening. Maybe they can do extra the evening before or after if they have some flexibility with assignments. If they have a project, plan out with them how to break it up into smaller parts that would make sense to them. They may not want to do work on a weekend, but that would make their weekday much easier. So teaching them that time management will really help them in the long run. Tip number seven, head lice prevention. Now I have talked to you before about how to get rid of head lice, but really prevention is key. Once you get the lice, it's a nightmare to get rid of. And they are much more common in the beginning of the year when it's really hot, August and September. There are things you can do to prevent them. Tea tree oil is a repellent for them. There are some shampoos with it, but I would recommend just adding a bit of tea tree essential oil to the shampoo yourself. Also, you can mix a spray bottle with water and tea tree oil and spritz the hair down in the morning. Don't go too crazy with it because it is an oil, and if you use too much, the hair can look greasy. Another preventative is talking to your kids about the importance of not sharing hats, jackets, or combs. Do you remember when back when we were young on picture day, they would come around with a comb to fix everyone's hair? Well, thank goodness they don't do that anymore. But even so, schools are usually the place where your child will pick up the lice. My daughter a couple of years ago had a problem at school. They were doing a bike week and they gave all the kids helmets to use. Well, she refused to use it because she said they weren't really cleaning them in between the kids. I called the school and they made an exception for her, but not the rest of the kids. So make sure your kids are really aware of these things. So if there is a situation at school, they can feel okay to speak up. Tip number eight, keep your kids healthy. Of course, that's what we all intend to do, right? Once they get to school, though, they're exposed to a ton of germs. We already had a sick child this week, and it's only the second week of school. Some ways to give them a little health boost is to make sure they're eating properly, especially breakfast. Always seems to be an issue at the beginning of the school year because they aren't used to eating so early in the morning. Try to get them to at least get in something with some protein in the morning, even a smoothie. Multivitamins are a great way to supplement what they aren't getting in their diet, especially for picky eaters. Make sure they get good sleep every night and try to keep their sleep schedule consistent. Also, talk to them about the importance of not sharing food or drinks at school with their friends and keeping their fingers out of the mouth. That's a big one. We use a special blend of essential oil here at my house called On Guard. It's a doTERRA oil, and it's an immunity blend. As soon as someone starts to feel under the weather, they take it, and it seems to do the trick. I'm actually diffusing it in my house right now. Tip number nine, correspond with the other parent regarding the children's school-related issues. We know that we can't control the routines in the other homes, but we can control 
how we responsibly communicate about matters that have to do with the kids. For instance, if there's a project due, you can talk about it and decide how to fairly split that up between the homes. Keep in mind, if a child only goes to that parent every other weekend, it wouldn't be right to send them over with a large project that will consume their whole visit. Parents should also be communicating about the child's grades, school behavior, and anything else that's important. Don't keep things from the other parent. Lots of times, the custodial parent will get school notifications while the non-custodial is left in the dark. Do the right thing and share information with them that they would want to know. And last, tip number 10. Be sure to communicate with your children These first few weeks of school are the hardest. Some of them may be starting in a new school. Others are in the same school, but of course new classes. Some children don't cope well with change, so be there for them and support them these first few weeks as they adapt to their new surroundings. Then keep that communication going throughout the year. I know that many children come home and they don't really want to talk about their day, or maybe they don't want to talk about it until after they're home a while. Don't push them, but engage whenever they do seem receptive. Bullying is a huge issue. So you want to make sure that they aren't a victim of bullying, nor are they being a bully. It's hard to understand sometimes because as adults, we know what real struggle and stress is, and their problems seem so small to us. But to the children, their day is hard. Their problems are very real to them, so we shouldn't minimize them. So let me just repeat those 10 tips for you real quick. Number one was establish routines. Number two, use alarm clocks. Number three, set designated homework times and areas. Number four, use family calendars. Number five, be smart about meal planning. Number six, teach your kids time management skills. Number seven, talk about head lice prevention. Number eight, keep the kids healthy. Number nine, correspond with your ex. And number 10, communicate with your children. And I will post those in the show notes as usual. So what do you think? Did I miss something that maybe you would like to share with us? I'd love for you to do that. Come on over to our Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group to share your back-to-school tip. Next week is Labor Day, but I will still be posting the show. It will be the first of the four episodes on perspective. So you will want to check that out. We're going to start with Stepmom. I expect you to enjoy your Labor Day, but the show will be waiting for you when you're ready. I am taking the day off, which we never do, but I can use the break. So I hope you enjoy your week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.